Here we go. You're listening to Rumination Thursday on this October the 28th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Wes Reimnitz, pastor in, well, Springfield, Illinois. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing fine. How are you, Pastor? Well, it was really raining last night. Did it rain where you're at? Yeah, it started last night. It's raining right now. Yes, we're coming up that way to do a little preaching tonight. So let's get right to the item that you found. This is a set of CDs put out by the EWTN organization. The EWTN is the Roman Catholic group called Eternal Word Television Network. Eternal Word Television Network. And they put out a series of six hours of these items, all about, it's called The Reformation, The Collection. How did you come across this? Well, earlier this year, I, or, oh, well, I should say almost a year ago, during the, the time of the year, like right now, they were talking about the Reformation, and I caught it on the channel. I started listening to it, and I thought, oh, this isn't bad. But the more I got to digging into it, I go, wait a minute. It's not quite what it, what it, what it seems. And so I ordered a set of CDs and I, DVDs, and I sent you a, a copy of those DVDs, too. Yes, there are 12 episodes, and number one is The Catholic World. Number two is Lutheran's, Luther's Struggles, Polemic as Theology, Disagreement and Chaos, A Christian State or State Christianity, John Calvin and the Wars of Religion, Henry VIII and His State Church, Dissolution of Monasteries and the Pilgrimage of Grace, the Council of Trent, from the Western Rising to Elizabeth I, the Catholic Reformation, and episode 12 is From the Reformation to the Modern World. Now, you indicated that when you first started listening, and that's the number one episode, you were somewhat pleased. Why was that? Well, they seem to be in agreement to what we were talking about, uh, indulgences and the 50 years uh, of of how Luther um, seemed to be uh, talking about the problems of indulgences and the Roman Catholic position that they had made, quote, while not admitting that they made some mistakes, some clarifications on on uh, indulgences. Well, the reason I was pleased is that they were very negative towards the Roman Catholic Church. Right. That That's really important to understand. They said that the uh, Pope wasn't really true to his mission, that he had uh, women he was fooling around with. In fact, the bishops of that day were fooling around with them. And people were really getting upset with what the church was doing when Luther came on the scene. Uh, they did believe, though, at that time in a number of 
areas of the Roman Catholic Church that the Protestants were opposed to. And the first one was the Treasury of Merit. Can you explain what that is? The Treasury of Merit is that the one where they had the sale of indulgences? Yes. What What that, is the Treasury of Merit? Well, they, uh, back in around 1505, uh, the Pope at that time was setting up a way to replace the St. Peter's Basilica, which it, which was originally set up by uh, Emperor Constantine, you know, the Roman emperor, and was in need of bad repair, so they were going to tear it down and build a new one. So they, they went and set up the sale of indulgences. Well, up in Germany, the German Protestants, Albert of Mainz, uh, got a hold of the sale of indulgences. Half he kept, half he sent on to Rome. And the idea was that uh, you still had to go to confession, still had to receive your repentance, but you, with the sale of indulgences, you got time off for good behavior from purgatory. Uh, yes. Uh, specifically, the treasury of merit refers to the Pope having all the merits from Jesus Christ and the early apostles that he could distribute to people to save them time from purgatory. And of course, that's nowhere in the Bible. And it's definitely something that the Roman Catholic Church was doing. So an indulgence, in fact, we just had one two years ago at Christmas, where if you stop smoking, it was actually a plenary indulgence, which meant that you could get out of a purgatory for some time. And so people stopped smoking because the Pope said they would have less time in purgatory. And of course, we don't agree with that. Right. Yeah, this this idea of uh, the Pope having some kind of uh, thing over indulgences for purgatory, came about in, 15, in 1477, so, you know, the groundwork was laid under Pope Sixtus uh, to uh, set up that he could uh, intercede and, and lessen their time in purgatory, which, of course, we know from, from later on that uh, we disagree that there is a purgatory because it's not taught in the Bible. In fact, I tell people to go to Roman Catholic funerals and listen to the priest to see if he ever says, and now we know our loved one is in purgatory, you know, paying for the consequences of his temporal sins, and we pray that soon he'll be out of there. They never mention it. They always talk about them being in heaven. And it's as though the in a funeral that the purgatory is just misused or not even spoken of. Yeah, well said. In fact, uh, in one of the first, I think, the first episode, they talked about that their example for purgatory was in this life. We know people run afoul with with by criminals by laws that they break, and they may be sorry for the fact that they broke a law, but they still had to serve time. And if you talk to some devout 
Roman Catholics who believe in purgatory, that's exactly how they look at it, that uh, they're saved by faith, but they've got to spend some time in purgatory for some of the sins they committed. So it's faith plus works. Yes. Yeah, that plus works is always in there. One of the first things that many of the Reformers disagreed with was consubstantiation. Can you explain what the Roman Catholics mean? I'm sorry, transubstantiation. What do they mean by that? Well, that was in in relation to to the Lord's Supper, that uh, even though you saw bread, your eyes deceived you, it was actually the body of Christ. And although you saw wine, it had been turned into the blood of Christ. And and you're seeing not with, with, you're seeing with human eyes and not with spiritual eyes and that is the transformation had taken place. Now, throughout this, they keep criticizing Luther in areas that are not correct. In this area, they said that Luther taught consubstantiation. What's that mean? Is that the one where where they talk about uh, uh, is, there is true bread and true body, true wine, and yeah. true blood? What they're talking about is that transubstantiation is that the bread and the wine actually change and become body and blood. Consubstantiation teaches that all four are present. But I find nowhere in the confessions or in Luther's writings that he would agree with consubstantiation because both that and transubstantiation are philosophical theories and we don't go along with philosophical theories to explain the mysteries of the Bible. Right. I, I would agree with that. Uh, that's, that was a real big problem that they're talking about. Uh, when you look at the 95 Theses, wouldn't you say that there's quite a bit that they talk about the problem of the sale of indulgences? And what are the 95 Theses? They were they were a, a set of theses that that Luther had developed. Yes, uh, and uh, in relation to faith and, and talking about uh, also the sale of indulgences, which he, he kind of brings out that in the video they talk about how Tetzel correctly talked about that you still had to go to confession, but you got time off by uh, putting some money into the treasury for indulgences. And, uh, but Luther said that uh, they were actually selling to people, letting them think that they had time off for any bad behavior they had. Yeah, Tetzel was a Roman Catholic assigned by the Pope to go into the land of Germany selling indulgences. And I remember uh, when I was at the seminary, he was teaching, and this is in English, a coin into the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. And, of course, that's how they were teaching it, and it became very, very popular among the people uh, to give money, half of which was going to Rome, 
in order to take care of the building of that cathedral. Another right. that that was brought out on the video, by the way, too. Right. Yeah, that's what we're doing today. We're going through the video, talking about what they say. And the other item that they were really disagreeing on was that the Pope is not the supreme authority in the church. What do the Protestants say is the supreme authority? Uh, they say scripture alone, the Bible, Christ, as, as he is taught in, in, in his word. Now, why do the Roman Catholics so disagree with that? You know, it was kind of interesting, and you brought it out uh, last week when we discussed about uh, Scripture alone. They they believe that the totality of the Church and its teaching uh, from the apostles and thus uh, the ministers or the popes are the correct interpreters of the Scriptures. They themselves are, in essence, they put themselves in between, I call it the sandwich layer, the Bible, themselves as interpreter, and then the laity. Yeah, the video even says that those teachings of the Pope and the Church in interpreting the Bible are as good as if the Bible themselves said it, the right. Bible books. and. We don't agree with that. Not only you already mentioned indulgences, but praying to Mary, that Mary was sinless, uh, this transubstantiation, none of that appears in the Bible. But for Roman Catholics, since the Pope says that's what it really is like, it's as though it's in the Bible. Right. And that that uh, becomes a real problem. In fact, they went so far as to say that uh, Luther developed his own theology, or to kind of paraphrase it, is invented a new theology, and no one is justified except by faith alone. God gives grace to cover our sins, no matter what we they are and what they do. So they would say salvation by grace through faith is not taught in the Bible. Yes. And what I find interesting, I don't know, I, I'm uh, preaching on Romans this coming week, uh, where it says that we are saved through faith and not by works. It says it absolutely distinctly there. So how somebody can say that that's not true is beyond me. Well, now, they, they, you know what they know. You know what they use in the video as their explanation. The James passage: "Faith without works is dead." Therefore, you got to have faith plus your works to be saved. They correctly though say that in Lutheran theology, faith saves, and then works are a result. And so you never can even do a good work until you're saved, which is our point of view, which is the Bible's point of view, but is not the Roman Catholic point of view. Exactly. Exactly. Now, they say things about Luther that just are dead wrong. For example, they say he never intended to start a heresy, but once he did, he kept going with it as though he thought it was a heresy. 
what 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 is the my question is what is the heresy that he he taught well everything that he was saying was against the roman catholic church at that time such as the treasury of merit consubstantiation uh, the pope was not the supreme authority these kinds of things that for them was heresy and it even gives a pretty good history of how Luther came under excommunication and he had so many days to repent. He did not, but fortunately he was kidnapped by one of the Imperial States friends of his who took him to a castle where he translated the Bible and later came out when he saw the peasants using violence to try and enforce Lutheran theology. Well, see, but some of that stuff they they don't bring out of the video. You're filling in history from from uh, our side of things and things of that nature, and I, that's what what I kind of took exception to. You know, the um, the Heidelberg Disputation. You've talked about them at length uh, before. They did not even even. Uh, reference it in in the video clip. They talk about the Leipzig debate with John Eck, and they leave out much of what Luther says. And Luther looks like he doesn't know what he's talking about in the video, where Eck does his famous uh, um, Peter and, and the Rock of Christ uh, building the church on that, and in the Roman Catholic. Uh, view that, uh, that the church is built on the confession of Peter, and therefore you find the church through the priest. Yeah, they even say that Luther finally believed in free will. And I don't see that anywhere in Luther. When we're talking about a free will to decide whether you're going to be saved or not, you have free will in temporal matters, but never does Luther permit free will in spiritual matters. Right. No, I would agree. And then they bring on some psychologist that says that Luther was a manic depressive. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that really bothered me also, Luther had to leave the Wartburg Castle because the peasants were... They say we're killing and raping people because they weren't Lutheran. And uh, they did that because they were following Luther's teachings that they could interpret the Bible. Well, Luther never said that anyone can interpret the Bible on his own without allowing Scripture to interpret Scripture. And yet these peasants these uh, revolutionaries were using violence and other things that was totally against Luther's point of view. I think that's a point well taken. And, and, you know, it was something that we discussed at length last Thursday, that is scripture, interpret scripture is our reformation. When we stand on the word alone, we stand on it by, by, uh, interpreting how the scriptures themselves speak. And you've talked about that, I think, almost every time you come on the air. 
Well, what I say is that if I say something that you think is wrong, ask me. And if I can't find a scripture to back it up, then I'm a false teacher. And so the point I'm making is when we talk about scripture, interpret scripture, that means other parts of scripture give a proper understanding and interpretation of a specific passage. We don't need a pope or the president of the church or even a pastor who says this is what it means. If he's going to say that, he better show from the Bible that that's what the Bible says it means, not what he himself thinks it means. And I think that's a point well taken, and that's something that I see absence in the video. Uh, they talk about Luther did this, it was wrong on this, but they they bring up no scriptural evidence uh, to back up the, what they said. It's by what the Pope t- says, it's by what the church says, it's what tradition says, but, but never uh, what scripture says. But for them, what the Pope, tradition, and church says is Bible. So they don't need to back it up because it's equal to what the Bible says, since the Pope is a vicar of Christ, and therefore what he says is from Christ himself. Uh, Yeah, well, (laughs) that that just uh, left me stupefied in in terms of of, uh, trying to come across anything from Scripture that that they would agree on. Luther is a heretic for teaching salvation by grace through faith. Yeah, another point they made that you can't find in Luther, he was giving up on changing the church from the bottom up, namely in talking to peasants, and decided instead to start talking to princes because they ruled what religion. And therefore, they gave the impression that Luther was using princes to make sure his theology got out rather than talking to peasants. But there's a very famous painting of Luther preaching from the pulpit. And you see that who is in front of him are peasants who are coming to learn the true meaning of Holy Scripture. Right. Well, and... uh, in, in relation to that is uh, the fact that he took time to to uh, interpret the Bible or to to write a, a German edition to the Bible, to translate the language, the, the Bible into the language of the people. What were you saying? That he tr- translated the Bible from from the Greek and the Hebrew into into the uh, German language so that uh, the people themselves could read the Bible for themselves. Exactly. And the reason for that isn't so they could do their own interpretation, but they could recognize that the interpretation the Lutherans were talking about was the proper interpretation. When you look at our Book of Concord, they don't say anything is God's Word without giving a Bible verse behind it. In fact, Luther's small catechism is nothing but a string of Bible verses. And when we talk about the Reformation, you know, 
the Bible passage that I was always taught from confirmation was that Romans 1, where it says, God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And that was kind of the aha moment for, for a loser. Okay, thanks so very much for being with us, Pastor Reimnitz. Tomorrow is Open Mic Friday. You can send me an email if you have a question about what we just said or any other thing on your mind to longgospel at longgospel101.com. God bless you. Each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.